Thank you so much for coming out and joining me. Thank you for coming out and joining me for another episode of Hot Topics. We have some very important news to share with you guys today. Um, we're going to be discussing some self-care topics, um, things that will help you to be able to take care of yourself. Um, you know, that's very important. So we'll discuss that, and then we'll also get into the meat and potatoes of everything, you know, um, talking about how to start a nonprofit organization. And then we'll go from there and move forward to talking about, you know, everyone's favorite thing. What is that? Uh, money, of course. Hello. Right. So to go ahead and get it started, um, I'll give a short recap of who we are. Um, this podcast is being broadcast through No Filter Productions. Um, we have the opportunity with Help for Homelessness and Beyond to partner and to create these type of podcasts to be able to help bring awareness to the community um, on business topics and give out tips and important ideas and also funding opportunities to be able to help small businesses to be able to start, grow, and be successful. So again, like I said, thank you guys for coming out to join us. My name is Roxy. Um, I'm your host for Hot Topics. Uh, we're always here on Wednesdays. Um, 7 p.m. Then we also have another podcast that um, I take part in with several other beautiful people. Um, that podcast is Devil's Advocate and it is hosted um, on Saturdays at 7 p.m. So you want to tune in for that one. We have a Karen K. Rebooted show, um, sports podcast that is broadcast on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Um, and then we also have a, a range of exciting new shows that'll be coming up. So you guys want to make sure that you tune in to us, um, be present, um, and then we can learn something from one another. So I'm going to go ahead and get right in. Last week, we had a weekly word. We'll always have a weekly word, like I said before. Um, last week's word was resilience. So um, we learned about resilience. This week, we're going to talk about being innovative. So our weekly word for this week will be innovative. To be an innovative person means that you are willing to introduce new ideas, um, that you're original and you're creative in your thinking. So an innovative person, um, in innovation is something that you can obtain. You don't have to be born innovative um, in order to be able to gain an innovative spirit. Innovation is important because it's linked to very important words such as change, restoration, renovation, restyling, upheaval, resolution. Um, all, all very powerful words. Um, this is very important to us because we are at a time where we're in, a, we're in a pandemic and there's a lot of things going on. We had to make a lot of changes in our lives in order to be able to move forward. You have to create a new plan. Um, they have what we are calling the new normal. So in order to be able to be a part of the new normal, change is necessary. Um, we have to come up with new innovative ideas and ways of being able to live. So innovation is important. Um, 
it it came into play, you know, especially with kids, with going to school. You know, we went from going to school, kids going to school every day, getting up, getting on that bus and going to school every day, to parents having to be teachers. Uh, oh, my God. They're not even teaching the same things that we were learning in school when I was going to school. So that was a big thing in itself. So being innovative allows us to be able to adapt to the changes that are around us and to be able to move forward with new and creative ideas. So that's what the school board and um, the parents came up with when they decided that they were going to do the homeschool, teaching online, still get the kids the education that they need in order to be able to move forward, um, but have to do it in a different setting. So now we're doing social distance, distancing learning, um, printing off worksheets and doing everything from home being creative in the way that the kids are learning and growing. So in order to be able to become innovative, you know, we have to be more purposeful. We have to not only think about ideas and dream about ideas, but bring those ideas to fruition. Do something about it every day. Move forward doing something every day. If you just do one small thing every day, your business it'll help you to be able to move forward it'll you'll look up if you've done one small thing every day for 10 days you've done 10 things in order to help your business to be able to grow so you want to be able to move forward be purposeful in your business and in your life in your personal life um, surround yourself with inspiration other people who are doing purposeful things um, there's a scripture in the bible um i'm being gone the Bible too. I'm sorry, y'all, but yeah, First Corinthians fifteen thirty three. It's something that my grandmother drilled into me as a little kid. Um, she used to say all the time, you know, bad association spoils useful habits. So if you're hanging out with people that are not doing anything, that are not being productive, then guess what's gonna happen to you? You're gonna look up, and you are not gonna be doing anything productive with your personal life. You're not gonna be doing anything productive with your business. So you want to make sure you surround yourself with people, good associations, positive associations, people that are designed to help you to be able to grow in your business, people that can teach you something, and people that can learn from you in order to be able to have interchange of good encouragement. Um, another thing that we talked about last week was that you need to get you a mentor. Um, that is another very important thing when it comes to being innovative. Having a buddy or a mentor is key in order to be able to generate new ideas. You feed off of one another. I'm sure that you've all had relationships where you've talked to your best friend and um, you start talking about a subject that both of you are interested in and then you get all hyped up and you all excited and then the energy is flowing, everything is flowing together, the ideas is pouring out, you writing down stuff, thinking about the money, you know? That's how it is when you have a buddy, a mentor, somebody that is geared towards doing what it is that they like to do and being purposeful and making money. So you want to find you one of those to help you to be able to grow your business. Um, you also want to start conducting meetings for your business. When you are spending time with other people that are a part of your business, talking about your business, talking about ideas, tossing those mm -hmm. ideas around, you are effectively helping your business to be able to grow. So conducting these meetings, 
generating ideas. It helps to get the business, the business mentality flowing. It helps to keep everybody engaged in the business. It also helps to keep other people in the know. Because when you know better, you do better. So make sure that you are conducting those meetings, keeping your people engaged. Um, flip the assumption. So we all sometimes tend to assume the worst. Oh, I'm not going to be able to do this. You know, other people that are around you, those bad associations, will tell you, oh, girl, that business idea don't make no sense. Ain't nobody doing that. That's not going to make no money. You, what you need to be doing is doing this. You know, people will tend to try to sway your opinion. Um, you Then you will start to, in turn, make assumptions about yourself about your business you'll start to worry you'll start to think well is this really the right thing for me am i doing the right thing um you want to get all of that um that goes back to that bad association spoils useful habits do not allow anyone to stop you from doing what you need to do and moving forward in your business it's your business after all i mean the only thing you can do is make it fail and guess who that's on you so if you want your business to grow and flourish you need to make sure you handle your business so don't let anybody else stop you from doing your business you do what you need to do in order to grow um, along with getting rid of the negative people and flipping those negative assumptions and um, you know building up your mind to think positively you also want to make sure that you are getting rid of those negative things um, because if you're just throwing all this positive stuff in here on top of the negative stuff, eventually um, you'll have an overflow and all of this stuff will fall out. So um, when you get rid of the negative energy, the negative people, the negative thoughts, it'll help you to be able to spark new ideas in your business. It'll help you to be able to grow. It'll help you to be able to grow your thoughts. It'll help you to be able to grow your business. So. You want to make sure that you get rid of those negative things, the things that don't mean you any good, the things that aren't positive. If people are telling you that it's not okay and that you shouldn't do your business, you want to get rid of that. Um, anything that can stop you from moving forward, let it go. Let it go. I don't care if it's the best thing you thought you ever had, let it go because you cannot grow if you have negativity around you. So, um, that's my thought about innovate about being innovative. Innovative is our weekly word. Innovative. Um, so that'll move us over into um, our next topic, which will be self care. So when we talk about self care, um, we tend to think about self. What does that mean? What does it mean to care for oneself? You know, we spend so much time taking care of everybody else. Parents taking care of kids, adult kids taking care of parents and grandparents, siblings taking care of other siblings. It's just a cycle. We, we, we take care of people. In business, in personal life, we take care of everybody else. We do for everybody else. We make sure everybody else is straight. Um, but we need to make sure that we take time out for self. So that's how we're going to talk about self-care or me time. Um, I am a firm believer in me time. It allows you to be able to invest in yourself, to take a step back and to be able to think and refocus 
it helps you to be able to get rid of some of the negativity that could be going on in your thoughts and in your heart. It gives you time to rest mentally. It also helps you to be able to breathe. Yeah, self-care. So self-care is a very important thing. Um, you are definitely worthy of self-care. So you want to make sure that you take time off for yourself. You, you can get burnt out if you don't. If you are not taking care of yourself, you eventually will not be able to take care of anybody else because your body will shut you down. So take care of yourself. It'll create a negative impact if you don't. It could impact your business negatively. Um, it could cause a lot of problems if you're always tired. Um, you know, we always feel like we need to move so fast and do so much before the coronavirus. I don't think half of the nation ever sat down. Like we move and move constantly. We have to do different things all the time. So many things at one time, multitask. We don't sit still and take time out for ourselves. And that's an important thing. So you want to make sure that you're, you're doing your self-care. I think that in order to be able to take time for yourself, um, it helps me personally to be able to have three priorities. So if you prioritize your time um, and you prioritize your most important activities into three. So every day I try to accomplish at least three things. Um, it doesn't matter what those three things is. It could be two business things, one personal thing. It could be three personal things. It could be three business things. Um, I just try to make sure that I accomplish at least three things um, every day. So, and I prioritize those three things by how important they are. Um, you also can go even further you know you can prioritize things by the day you could prioritize them by the week if you're a person um who's a planner um like me i write everything down i don't know i'm i'm not savvy yet um to the point where i use my um calendar on my phone even though i have it with me all the time it seems like it's still to me better to be able to see it written down on paper um if you're one of those people you can use a calendar um a monthly planner uh, and write down the things that are most important the three most important things before you go to bed you can sit down and you can write down the three most important things that you need to get done for the next day um if you do that then you'll be able to make priorities within your day you'll still make sure that you're accomplishing things um and then it'll help you to be able to fit in some time so that you can do some self-care and some, you know, take the time out for yourself. Um, you want to remember that, you know, nobody gets everything right the first time. Um, it's all a learning experience, you know. Don't beat yourself up about things that you cannot control. Do not get upset with yourself. Um, you know, take care of yourself. When it comes to self-care, you want to make sure that um, you do things that are beneficial to you, that help you to be able to feel better. Um, relaxation. So whether it's reading books, um, you, might like, you might like to take time out and go on a long walk. Things of that sort that help you to be able to think straight to be able to get your thoughts out there, to be able to, to set on what it is that you need to accomplish for the day and implement that routine 
and get it going. Um, reflect, you know, daily on what it is that you did during the day, um, things that you might have been able to do better, um, things that you might be able to work on. Um, there are different tools that are out there, motivational and motivational tools that will help you to be able to take care of yourself. I know when I'm feeling down on myself or feeling depressed, um, I like to listen to motivational speakers. Um, there are a lot of good motivational speakers out there that you will be able to listen to in order to be able to help bring your mind back um, and help you to be able to reflect oneself and, and get your mental thoughts together. Also, um, reading books, um, candlelight bubble baths, um, anything that, that you can do in order to feel better. So, you know, I threw some ideas out there, some of the things that I might like to do. So just think about those things that you enjoy and then you want to take advantage of those and make sure that you prioritize those and take time out for yourself every day. I don't care if it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Um, take the time out for yourself every day. The only way that you can truly grow is to be able to reflect. So if you're not taking the time out to do your self-care and reflect on yourself and reflect on your day, on your attitude, on your mood, on how you're feeling personally, on the inside, um, on things that made you upset during the day, what things that made you happy, you know, in order to be able to internalize those things and figure out how to deal with those things and how everything fits together, you have to be able to reflect on it. So take that time out for yourself and reflect on it. Um, 10 minutes, at least 10 minutes a day. And then whenever you can, you make sure that at least once a month, you take time out um, to go out and do something for yourself. I know a lot of people that have never um, taken themselves on a date, never went to a movie by themselves, never went out to eat and just sat down and ordered a meal. I mean, it's a lot of people that have never done that, never treated themselves to anything. Um, a lot of people feel like they need somebody else in order to be able to um, do stuff like that. But you do not. Take care of yourself. So that'll be my self-care um, rant for today. And I guess we can move on over um, off of the self-care and we can talk about um, what we came here to talk about, the topic for today. <laughs> um, that topic for today is going to be how to start and effectively run your nonprofit organization. I have gotten a lot of questions surrounding nonprofits and nonprofit status, uh, how your nonprofit works, whether or not nonprofits make money, um, if it's beneficial in order to be able to start a nonprofit, uh, what the tax benefits and implications to having a nonprofit are. Um, so many different questions regarding nonprofits that I decided, okay, well, um, I have knowledge about nonprofit organizations, so maybe I'll go ahead and discuss how to start and run your nonprofit organization. So, Help for Homelessness and Beyond, for those who don't know of us, we are a nonprofit organization. We were started in 2016 to help homeless families and survivors of domestic violence and their children to be able to create sustainability by transitioning them from homelessness 
and into home ownership. Um, they have several avenues they can take. It's a five to seven year program, um, and it is designed to train them from start to finish. I mean, some of the partners we work with are serious. All of the partners we work with are serious. Let me rephrase that. Um, they're serious about helping you move forward. They're serious about helping you grow. Um, so if you join the program, you have to take it seriously in order to be able to move forward. So yeah, we're a nonprofit organization. We partner with um, many different nonprofit organizations throughout the city in order to be able to help create a greater impact. Um, having a nonprofit organization, um, running a nonprofit is very, very similar to having a for-profit organization. People still get paid. You still have to pay your employees in order for them to come to work. Just because it's a nonprofit does not mean that um, the employees don't get paid. What that means is the business itself does not make a profit or benefit personally from helping other people, from the money that they get from helping other people. So if they receive donations in as a nonprofit, those donations go out every year. Those donations are geared towards helping the people that we serve in the community to, to be able to do the things that we need to do, provide clothing, provide food, provide housing, build and construct homes, renovate and repair new homes, um, to provide training, to provide educational opportunities, to provide extracurricular opportunities, to be able to do giveaways, um, to be able to host events um, for the kids. All of those things take money. And all of those things are paid out utilizing the donations that you get from sponsors, grants, private donors, um, and other foundations. So the difference between a for-profit organization and a nonprofit organization is for-profit means you are working for a profit. All the money that comes in goes... So... That when you when you're when you're working like that and everything is coming in, you have to be accountable for all of the money that's within your business as a for-profit business. When you are a nonprofit business, you also have to be accountable for the money that comes into your business, but it's a little different. Um, the difference in the two is the way that the IRS taxes your business and the way that the IRS looks at the tax for your business. So for-profit businesses have tax to pay. They pay tax on the income that they receive. They pay tax on that money. Nonprofit businesses don't pay tax on money that is up under $50,000. If you receive money up under $50,000, as long as you are, have utilized and show that you have utilized all of that funding in order to be able to grow and further the business, then you don't have to worry about putting, putting that tax money into the IRS. You don't have to worry about that because nonprofits don't have, they won't have to pay that in. Um, they still do the payroll and pay the employees and pay contractors for work and all of that, but it's just the taxable part of it. Once you start making more than 50,000, um, there could be some implications just depends on, um, 
what is involved with um, the money and how you're utilizing the funds in order to be able to further the efforts of the nonprofit organization. So um, most people start nonprofit organizations because they want to give back to the community. Um, that was a big reason that I decided to start my nonprofit organization because I like to give back. I like to see people happy. Um, and I wanted to do something that would not only be beneficial to other people, um, but also something that was close to me, that was near and dear to my heart. Because, you know, when it's something that's important to you, you work hard on it. You work hard towards it. So I started Help for Homelessness and Beyond because I was a survivor of domestic violence. So I figured that would be something that I would be able to be passionate about, that I would be able to help other people. Um, I got away. So I would be able to help other people to be able to do the same thing, utilizing the tips um, and things that I learned and also the things not to do um, when you're trying to leave safely. So it's an inspiring way, you know, to be able to give back to your community, help the people um, that need it, that need help. Um, but it is a process. So starting a nonprofit, you don't just jump into the nonprofit and then there you go. You start getting grant money and making money. It doesn't work like that. Um, nonprofit organizations can go for a long time without even making any money. Um, and that's because, like I said, you have to grants, donations. Um, it's pretty much geared towards the people in order to be able to give back to those nonprofit organizations such as us to help be able, for us to be able to help other people. So, um, yeah, donations are important. We do need those donations, y'all. Um, so think about it. Oops. Sorry about that, you guys. This definitely just dropped just dropped. <laughs> um, the, another thing, um, when it comes to nonprofit organizations that I think about um, is you want to make sure that you're ready to start that nonprofit organization. That would be like one of the most important things. Are you ready? Do you really? Okay. Let me just hold on to this for a second because it's not sitting up there stable. So you want to think about, are you ready? Do you really, really, really want to start this nonprofit organization? Are you going to be able to be dedicated to it? It takes a lot of time. Um, it takes a lot of patience. And it's something that, you know, it takes a special kind of person in order to be able to do. Because like I said, you may not make money up front. And people are in the business of doing work to make money. So if that's what you're looking to do is make a lot of money, then a nonprofit organization may not be the right thing for you. Because nonprofit organizations are geared much more towards giving back um, to other people. So... Um, in order to start that nonprofit, you want to make sure that you do your homework, just like with any other business, you're going to do your homework, do your research, look and see if the nonprofit organization that you want to start is even something that's going to be a viable business. Is it something that they need? Um, you don't want to be in the market of, of out here giving out um, snowsuits when it doesn't even snow. We, we live in Arizona, you know, so... Um, as an example, just, you know, make sure you do your research. Make sure that um, you conduct the needs analysis to see if it's something that is necessary for business, that are in the community, that are doing something similar to what it is that you're doing. Um, it's harder to get support 
if there's a whole bunch of organizations that are trying to, that are doing the same thing, already doing the same thing that you're trying to do. So you want to look and see if it's viable, see if it's something that's necessary and needed in the community. If there's an, a way to take an existing service and add your own niche to it, to make it your own, make something that's different from what everybody else is doing or what everybody else is providing, um, which will help you to be able to add service and improve the service versus just um, going in to the organization and starting something that everybody else has. We don't need another um, organization that's doing the same thing. So, um, Also, you want to make sure that the demographic is right, that you're in the right area for what it is that you're trying to do. Um, make sure that the need that you're trying to feel is a need that needs to be met. Um, make sure, like I said, that it's right for you. Um, they have to, nonprofit organizations have to be organized a certain kind of way. Um, the paperwork has to be in order a certain kind of way. Um, they have to be operating exclusively for exempt purposes, not to make money, exempt purposes. Um, they those purposes are outlined in Section 501c3 of the Internal Revenue Code. And those are what the IRS goes by in order to determine whether or not your business could be considered a viable nonprofit organization. So um, you also want to know the alternatives. So just because you want to start a business and you think that it should be a nonprofit organization doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be a nonprofit organization. There are plenty of businesses that were started out as for-profit um, businesses and realized that they needed a nonprofit side to it. Uh, also, plenty of nonprofit organizations that started out and then later on realized, like, dang, I really, really wanted to make some money. So, you want to make sure that you set it up in the right way. Make sure that you really want to do the nonprofit organization and they're not just trying to operate at a for profit cost. The next step will be to build a good mission statement. You want to have a mission statement that clearly outlines what it is that your business is out to do. What you guys learn, what parts your organizations. Um, it helps to be able to communicate these things, thoughts and ideas over to lenders and community. And it also helps other people see how your organization can help them um, as you deserve. It also helps you when you have to do it together because that's going to be a part of your business plan. <sighs> yeah, we're back to that business plan. Just because you have a nonprofit organization, people, people, your paperwork has to still be in order. You still need a business plan. When you go to get some funding for your organization, they are going to ask for your business plan, whether you're for-profit, whether you're non-profit, whether you're part-profit, you're going to need a business plan. So you want to make sure that you get your business plan in order. It helps you to describe how you're going to run that organization, how you're going to achieve that mission. It gives the specific details, outlines it step by step. So. Um, 
since your business plan is so important, you want to make sure the time out to be able to write it effectively. If you do not know how, there are plenty of sources out there that will help you to create an effective business plan. Um, I will post some up on. I will post some up on um, my Facebook and on my web page so that. Um, you'll be able to have some resources to be able to help you to draft that business plan. I know that um, SCORE has SCORE.org. They have some resources to help you. The Small Business um, Development Center um, has good resources. Um, so just a couple that, you know, that I thought of off the top. Um, but I will create a list for you guys and then put it out there so that you have an opportunity to be able to get some help drafting your business plan because it can get pretty tedious. Um, you want to make sure you have all of the parts of it and you want to make sure that it's accurate. Once you've created the first one, you can always go in and update the necessary parts later on, but you want to make sure that you have everything that's necessary included inside of your plan so that you can get funded because at the end of the day, we want that money, right? Right? Right. Um, another important thing when it comes to nonprofit organizations, the difference um, between nonprofits and for-profits is nonprofit organizations have a board of directors. Um, you have to have a board of people that help you to effectively run your nonprofit organization. So board members are important. You want to screen and make sure that you, just like with the hiring process with regular employees, you want to make sure that you because these are the people that are going to help make decisions, day-to-day -day decisions, important decisions when it comes to your nonprofit organization. You guys are not on the same page. So definitely make sure that you develop your nonprofit board very, very carefully. Recruit carefully, interview carefully. Make sure that the people that you choose fit, their alignment fits the needs of the business that they are actually as you are about what it is that you're trying to achieve. Because when you have people that believe what it is you're doing, they'll help you to be able to grow. So sure that you cultivate those positive relationships with good people that'll fit your needs and help you to be able to move forward in the right direction. Um, the next step would be to incorporate your nonprofit organization. So once you've developed a business plan, once you have um, registered Registered your business, um, registered with the IRS, gotten your EIN number, um, because you still have to do those things as well when it comes to a nonprofit. You still have to register your business. You have to register it with the government. You have to register it with the state. Then you'll go in and you will incorporate your nonprofit organization. That gives your business a formal structure um, that gives credibility to the programs and the services that you offer inside of your nonprofit. It also helps to be able to um, limit liability for the officers and the people that are in your organization. It, it outlines the roles of everybody that's a part um, and it helps see how you'll run your day-to-day. -day. So it's similar to um, an operating agreement. Um, helps to see how you're going to operate your business from day to day. So that is a very important thing. You want to make sure that you incorporate your business. Um, there are filing fees that are associated with incorporation. We try to have your articles of incorporation together before you go in and file that paperwork. And you also have to have your EIN number. 
Um, now, filing this paperwork does not make it all inclusive. That does not mean that you are done, okay? Just because you've done this, there is still another step. So when, you, when it comes to nonprofits, you have to apply with the IRS for tax-exempt status. So you're going to go to them first and apply for an EIN number, right? And get them to give you the EIN number that you need in order to register your business. Then you're going to incorporate your business, register with the state, and incorporate, use your articles of incorporation and let the state know that you're operating as a nonprofit organization in the state. And then you're going to file with the IRS for tax exempt status. Um, depending on what kind of organization you are, and you're definitely welcome to go to irs.gov and figure out what the guidelines are because there are different guidelines for different businesses. So every business varies um, when it comes to your nonprofit status because um, there are different levels to this. Yes, there are different levels to this. So you could be um, determined to be um, partial exempt. You could be fully exempt. Um, different schools and churches and other associations, foundations, they all have different um, levels to their nonprofit status. So you're going to go in, fill out that paperwork on the IRS's website. Um, you'll pay a user fee. Um, it's like if you do the simple short form and your business is not going to make more than $50,000 a year, you can pay the two seventy five dollars due short form. If your business makes more than $50,000 a year, um, gets more than $50,000 worth of donations, then you have to come to a point where you have to pay that $600 and do the long form. Um, when it comes to that, that means that for tax purposes, you also won't be filing a 990 EM postcard like you would if you were only making $50,000 or less. You would be filing a 990 EM full-fledged tax return. Um, that tax return is going to be all-inclusive. It's going to detail everything that you receive, all the income, all the expenses, um, it's going to be a detailed thing. Um, that postcard is just a short little seven, eight question um, postcard. Asks if you make less than $50,000 and you register and you move on. It's due in May every year. Now, the last thing is going to be that state registration. So it takes the IRS, uh, depending on what form you file, um, let me go back, I'm sorry. Depending on what form you file for the short, if you file the short form, it could take up to three months. If you file um, the long form, it could take 12 months or more. Um, it just depends. Um, so don't fret if you don't hear anything right away from the IRS. It takes them a while to be able to check out your activities, um, see what it is that your business is doing in the community, if it's a real business, because they will check for that and check for viability, see if you actually have a website, see if you have a presence, if you're actually out there in the community helping people. Um, so they'll do that. They'll do their research and they'll come back to you and let you know whether or not you qualify to be a nonprofit organization, what your status is, and how much freedom you have when it comes to that exempt status. Um, the last thing will be um, annual reporting and then the ongoing compliance because, like I said, nonprofit organizations have a lot of work to do paperwork wise because you have to be accountable for every little bit of money that comes in because you are a nonprofit and you don't want to be looking like you're embezzling money or doing anything fraudulent when it comes to um, the donations and everything that you're receiving for your nonprofit organization. You want to make sure everything's on the up and up. So 
always follow the rules with the IRS because just as quickly as they gave you a nonprofit status, they will take it away. So you want to sure you file your 990s on time every year. Um, that's what shows your finances, um, everything that you made, um, your directors and your staff, and it's open for the public to view it. And in a lot of instances, if you have not filed your tax return for your nonprofit organization, you will not qualify for a lot of grants um, that different organizations have out there because they want your audited 990 return. So that what that means is you got to make sure that you get it done by a professional. Um, so that they can get an audited um, return for you in order for you to be able to get funding. So uh, make sure that you renew your licensing and everything. Make sure you file that return every year. If you don't file a return in three years, the IRS will revoke your status automatically. Um, so make sure that you follow the guidelines in order to be able to stay tax exempt. Um, they do have a list of things that you cannot do as a nonprofit organization. Um, you have to make sure that you operate in accordance with the agreements that have been set forth. The things that you told the IRS that you were going to do, you have to make sure you do those. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much the gist of it, you know, for the nonprofit organization. Those are the key steps that you will need. Um, in order to be able to effectively start your nonprofit organization. So you want to make sure you do your homework, check and make sure that it's right for you. Build that solid foundation with your mission statement and your business plan to help you to be able to see where your business is going. Develop a board of directors that will help you to be able to grow. Um, incorporate your nonprofit, get all your paperwork and stuff in order and make sure you have that stuff um, in place regularly and completed the right way um, and then also make sure you keep up with the ongoing compliance of it so always make sure that um, you're staying in line with what the irs is requesting that you're not lobbying that you're not getting, using the money for gambling um, or embezzling the funds in any way but that you are using it to further the purposes um, of the organization always follow the rules you do not want to be in trouble with the irs on any level always follow the rules so um since we got through that part of it we are going to move forward and we'll talk about um the things that everybody likes to talk about you know encounters and opportunities um those trainings and also you know money the ways to get money and also the ways to be able to train to be able to learn about money um so first um i know that i talked about a lot of grants all businesses are not available to get grants. A lot of businesses that are for-profit have to rely on loans in order to be able to effectively start and run their business. So loans are another important part of business. I used to always think when I did not want a loan, you know, I don't want to owe nobody no money. I ain't got no money already. That's why I'm borrowing money from you. So, no, I don't want to owe you. I, no, I just want to be able to get money and do what I need to do, help these people and move on. Eh, even nonprofit organizations have to borrow money. I went over to Habitat for Humanity when we had our partnership meeting and they explained to me how they operate their business and a big chunk of it was loan money. So, it was then that I realized that um, I needed to step up off of my high horse. I ain't got no money. So if somebody willing to let me borrow some of their money to do what I need to do, I need to borrow the money, do what I need to do, and then give these people their money back, right? 
So that's how business grows. You have to be able to accept grants and loans in order to be able to move forward. So we're going to talk a little bit about some loans today. The first one that I want to talk about is going to be from Reliant Funding. Um, Reliant Funding, they fund within 24 hours or 24 hours usually um, to small businesses to help you to be able to get on track. Um, they will help you. They, they don't have a one-size-fits-all one size business model, so you can get a range of funding from them. They do regular loans, and they also do equipment loans. Um, they don't cost anything. A lot of times you have to pay money in order to be able to apply for a loan. They don't have a loan origination fee. Um, they don't have fees in order to get your money. They just, you apply, you get approved. As long as you meet the conditions, they fund you. Um, there, are a lot of, there are a lot of things that allow you to be able to qualify. Um, it's small things. You have to have been in business um, for at least a year, owned your organization for at least a year, have no open bankruptcies, and then bring in at least $100,000 in sales a year or about $10,000 a month in order to be able to borrow to you. Um, just a, a couple small things that don't allow you to be able to qualify, um, but very few, like very few. Uh, Relying Funding is definitely an organization that I have talked to before um, with regards to um, getting a loan for my organization. So um, at the time, I didn't qualify because I had only owned my small business for a little bit of time um, once I realized that I needed loans. So um, I am now looking at it as another viable option to be able to go back to um, to apply for some fund and to help bridge the gap. So. Um, there is the number that you can call in order to be able to apply for Reliant. That number is 1-877-850-0998. 1-877-850-0998. You can apply for funding from them, or you can also go to their website. Um, you can just Google um, Reliant Funding, um, or yeah, you can Google ReliantFunding.com, and then it'll pull up. Um, their website, and then you can just click the link to apply um, for that funding. They do pull your credit report. As with all loans, they are going to pull your credit report. Um, that is not a catch-all. They don't, um, that doesn't stop you with them. Um, they do review the credit history, but you don't have to worry about it. It's not a traditional bank, so they don't traditionally focus on that part of it. It doesn't have a gigantic impact like it would if you were going over to a bank. Unless you move over to one of their premium programs, um, if you fit into um, the regular programs, you don't have to worry about it. Um, most customers that apply through Reliant do not need collateral. Um, you don't have to have a personal guarantor in order to get the loan. Um, you know, just give them a call. They'll be able to help you out. Um, they don't have limits on how you can use the money. Like, they're pretty legit. Pretty legit. So, um, make sure you check Reliant out um, as one of those good funding sources. Um, we also are going to talk about, because um, they have a couple other sources for money. Um, a lot of sources for money through West Banco. So I didn't know about West Banco. Um, another friend of mine had advised me that West Banco was a really good organization to deal with. So I went in online and I did some research about them and 
they've been in business for 150 years. For somebody to be in business that long, you know that they are about their business. So um, they're still accepting the PPP loans through West Banco. They have all sorts of funding sources. Um, you can do short-term business loans, long-term business loans. They do business lines of credit. They do commercial real estate business loans. They do loans for equipment and vehicles for your business. Um, they do business credit cards, customized credit cards for your business, okay? They are legit. So um, definitely check out West Banco. Um, you can Google West Banco Business Loans, um, and you can look at their website, and you can see all of the different things that they have available to offer. Um, I'll also be posting some stuff on my website about the West Banco loans. The third one is going to be the White Castle Foundation. Um, it's a grant. Um, I chose to talk about this one because the White Castle um, Foundation grant is coming up and it's going to be due soon. So you have to write a letter of intent if you want to apply for a White Castle grant and that letter of intent is due by July the 1st in order to meet the August 1st application deadline for their grant. Um, so they give um, grant money for disadvantaged students to help them to be able to achieve academic success. Um, they do critical human service needs. Um, they like to do business with people who have other partnerships in the community so that they can see that it's making a greater impact. Um, generally, they made grants in the central Ohio area. Um, they do support a lot of different projects. Um, their primary focus is usually education, um, but they do help with a lot of other different things. They have funded other organizations such as the Columbus Literacy Council, um, the Alice House, New Directions Community Center, um, and then Warm. If those of you who don't know about Warm Ministry, really good organization. Um, it is a food pantry. Um, Help for Homelessness and Beyond, we go over there and we help them to stock the food pantry. Um, generally, they are really good people over there. They are helpful. Um, you just have to live in the Westerville area in order to be able to receive food through them, but they give out really good stuff. Um, it's a nice, um, it's a nice food pantry. So, um, yeah, like I was saying, the, they give out grants to organizations such as those um, to be able to help you to be able to move your business forward. Um, they have open house events that you can attend, um, like virtual workshops that you can attend online on their website. So you want to make sure that you go through and you do that. They do require you to complete a final report, just like general, most grant organizations require you to complete a final report. Um, once you're done with the grant funding or, or like a yearly summary to make sure that you did what you're supposed to do with the money. So um, the last grant that I'm going to talk about um, is going to be a grant that's geared more towards um, the arts. So I've been looking at a lot of grants that are dealing with the arts um, and organizations that deal with cultural arts and anything that is surrounding the arts, whether it's visual, music, media, productions, anything that's artsy um, and creative, this grant um, helps to fund those types of projects. So um, the deadline for this grant will be September the 15th. Um, it helps to fund, like I said, a broad range of arts, 
cultural projects, events, um, programs, different things for organizations whose primary mission is arts and culture. So they'll give up to $30,000. Um, the request just can't see the, more than 30% of the expense budget that the project is going to cost. So um, you'll just go on to their website um, or you can contact their staff. Mackenzie um, Swinehart is the contact for that. Mackenzie Swinehart. Um, the phone number is 614-221-8746. That's 614-221-8746. Four six, um, like I said, they're they're funding a lot of different um, things, so it's really really nice, really really nice. Um, the last thing that we are going to talk about today, really quickly, is some training opportunities. I know I flipped the script on you guys today, but I wanted to talk about the money first because um, I had so much information about a couple of them, and I wanted to make sure that we got them in and. Then we can talk about this training real quick before I let you guys go. So make sure that you tune in to that webinar. Um, business insurance is very, very important. Um, very soon I am going to have um, a professional come on to the show to talk to you guys about the importance of business insurance, what that insurance does for you and your small business, and why it's important to you and why you need it. Um, so you can also, in the meanwhile, watch this webinar. Um, it is going to be posted May the 27th. Um, and you can watch it ohbdc.eventbrite.com. That's ohbdc.eventbrite.com. So you can go on there and watch that webinar. Um, there's also one that's coming up um, called Understanding the Power of Social Media. I have to double check on it for you guys because I know that generally um, they used to have it in person where you can go over to Hamilton Road and you can take part in their events live. Because of what's going on right now, they haven't been having the live sessions, but I'm definitely going to check and see if this last Thursday of the month um, they're going to be out there and I'll have more information for you on that one because um, that one will be from 6.30 to 8.00. Um, and that one is about understanding the power of social media. They'll be helping you to be able to understand how to use everything that we use day to day as far as um, as far as social media is concerned, your TikToks, your LinkedIn's, YouTube, Instagram's, Twitter's, Amazon, um, Alexa's, Google Assistant, anything that you use that um, is electronic when it comes to social media, um, they have the training that's necessary in order to be able to help you. So um, you can um, just be patient with me for that one. I'm a double check it, like I said, and um, I'll post the information for it um, up on my Facebook. So you'll be able to take a look at that one on Facebook um, if it's something that you're interested in. There is also some free trainings um, that they have free trainings, uh, vocational training HQ. They offer free training for CDL, STNA, HHA, forklift, computer, lobotomy, and CPR classes. So um, that's vocational training HQ. So um, you might want to check them out if you're looking for um, some additional training, some things to be able to come out of COVID-19 with additional education and training. Those will be some of the things you might want to check out. Um, that might be really, really important. Help you to get a new start. Help you to be able to be innovative and to be able to make moves in your personal life and in your business coming out of COVID-19. So, 
um, we have talked about a lot, you guys. Thank you guys so much for being with me. I appreciate you. I appreciate you coming out. Um, we have spent time today learning about the word of the day and how to be innovative and introduce those new ideas, get rid of the negative energy, only introduce the positive things and the positive people in your life, how to get you a mentor, somebody to help you to be able to move and grow your business in the right way. Um, We've talked about so much. We talked about self-care. We talked about prioritizing your time, taking time out for yourself, having some me time. Um, talk about, um, you know, investing in yourself, the five steps to start a nonprofit, um, how to be able to effectively run your nonprofit, the, some of the differences between a nonprofit organization and a for-profit organization. Um, we've talked about some different training opportunities, learning about that business insurance, um, keeping up with SCORE and the ongoing trainings that they have going on. Um, also, trainings that would effectively help you to be able to grow your personal development, help you to be able to get a new job, help you to be able to move forward, something that you always may have wanted to do that you couldn't do before, learn how to do it right now. Um, make sure you come back and check me out because this is about my time. So I want you to come back and check me out again next week. Um, we'll be talking about another hot topic. Also, make sure you check out Devil's Advocate on Saturday, 7 p.m. And then make sure you check out that Karen K. Rebooted show, Sportscast. Um, and that's on Thursdays at 6 p.m. This has been another No Filter production. I appreciate you guys once again. Thank you so much for taking the time out to spend with me. You could have been anywhere else. As Daisy said, anywhere, but you chose to spend your time here with me. So I appreciate that. Um, your growth is growth for me. So I appreciate you helping me, letting me into your home to help you to be able to grow yourself in your personal life, grow yourself in your business. I want you to take care of yourself. You guys be safe out there and have a great evening. Bye.